Life has its ups and downs. Life can be hectic. Life can be fun. And life is full of choices. Welcome to Venture, the podcast that brings the biblical truth to the ventures that we face in this world today. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Venture Podcast. Uh, I am your host, Pastor Dan Wills Jr. from Bellevue, Nebraska. And uh, I'm so glad you are listening to us uh, during this time frame because uh, I'm excited to bring you a new message series uh, entitled Mastermind because we're going to change the way we think so we can change our lives. And so over the next four weeks, what we're going to do is we're going to look at the mind of the Apostle Paul. And what I love about this guy is toward the end of his life, if, if anybody won the battle of the mind, Paul mastered his thinking. In fact, if you read some of the early writings of Paul, sometimes he looks crazy, which is really encouraging to me because oftentimes I feel crazy in my mind. And he battled and he said one time, the things I want to do, I don't do. And the things I don't want to do, I end up doing, which is so much uh, myself and I'm sure it's many of you. Paul battled again and again in the mind, but he battled and he fought and, and he won. He took ground and, and over time he mastered his thoughts. And, and even when all of life was stacked against him from a Roman prison, he could say things that were otherworldly because he captured those thoughts in his mind. And that's what we're going to talk about. Today might seem a, a little repetitive of last week, but I need to refresh a little bit of what we talked about. So let me just set the tone by reading to you from, from God's word. These are the words of the Apostle Paul from 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Paul says, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. He says the weapons that we fight with have heavenly divine power to do what? To demolish strongholds. And the question is, what is a stronghold? And we, we talked about this uh, a little bit last week. And the word comes from the Greek word, ocharoma. And what it means is it means a fortified prison. If you missed last week, I, I shared a story about how I locked my brother in a shed playing hide and go seek. Eventually, we took the lock off, but he would though he, he still thought he was still locked in there because we told him that he was. It was it is when your prisoner is locked by deception. You've believed lies that have put you in this prison. And, and what does our enemy do? Our enemy tries to shape our thinking one lie at a time so that we're in this, this, this uh, prison believing something that is not true. What does your enemy often tell you? You can't trust people. You can't let them know the real you. God doesn't really love you. God doesn't care about you. God doesn't hear your prayer. You're never going to get it. Your life is always going to be bad. You're always going to be hurting. You can't have real intimacy. Whatever it is, the enemy lies to you and lies to you and lies to you. And this is what Paul said, and he continues on in, in chapter 10. In verse 5, he says, We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So over the next four weeks, uh, we're going to learn to recognize any thought that is not from God. 
And we're going to capture that thought and we're going to make it an obedient to Christ. And why does this matter? Because the life that you have is a reflection of the thoughts that you think. If you want to change your life, you have to change your thinking. And changing your thinking becomes changing your life. I want to start off this week with something I shared with you last week. And this reminds you that your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. And I love the Old Testament, Proverbs 23, 7. It says, for as a person thinks, as he thinks in his heart, so is he. As you think, so you become. If you think you can't, you probably won't. And if you believe through Christ that you can, you can. If you believe that you're a victim, always suffering at the hand of some outside circumstances, you will be a victim. If you believe that you can overcome through the power of Christ, you can overcome. If you're always looking at the problems and dwelling on the problems, your problems will overwhelm you. If instead you're looking for solutions, looking for the work of God, you will find solutions and see God working. So what do we know about our thoughts? For almost all of us in, in almost every situation, most of life's battles are won or lost in the mind. They're won or lost in our mind. The mind is a battlefield. And it is a battlefield between God's truth about you and Satan's lies to you. It's a war between God's truth and, and between our enemy's deception. What I want to encourage you to do as we just build a foundation in our message series is to think about what you think about. Think about maybe over the last few days, what is it that you are thinking about? And I'm going to call it kind of a, a thought audit, okay? And I, and I want to give you three different extremes to think about what you've thought about, all right? So if you're going through these, I'm going to give you some, some examples. And I want you to think of a number between 1 and 10, you know, kind of rate yourself to, to one side or the other, okay? So we'll start with this. Worried thoughts versus peaceful thoughts. And I wonder how many of you are worried about what people think about your children, you know, about the future, about money, about your job, about your health, or about how long I'm going to be speaking on this podcast today, you know, or, or whatever. You know, you're worried about different things versus those who have a, a peaceful mind where you rest well at night. Your mind is at peace. peace. You're always at rest. There is not anxiety. What do you think about? Is your mind characterized by worry or by peace. And so kind of rate yourself a one of, uh, of being really worried or 10 being at peace. Let's talk about another one. Let's contrast the positive mindset with a negative mindset. Which one are you? Are you generally negative, critical about people? Can you believe what she wore? What does she think she's doing here? Who does she think she is? I can't believe he walks in here acting like that. Do you, find, do you find fault easily? Are you discontented? Do you feel like life is always hard and it's going to get worse? Are you negative in your mindset? Or do you see the positive? I believe the best about people. Life is generally good and I believe in the goodness of God and I believe he's here for me. He's with me and that he's working in all things to bring about good. Are you generally negative or do you have a positive mindset. 
Let's talk about a contrast between worldliness and an internal mind, okay? Would you say you're more worldly, thinking about the things of this world? You know, what what benefits me, what what I get, what I have, what I want? Or are you more eternal-minded, thinking about what benefits the kingdom of God? How can I be a blessing to others? How can I use my life to bring glory to my heavenly king? Think about what you think about. Because your life is moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. In other words, what comes into your mind comes out in your life. You see, no matter what you do, no matter what you have, no matter what you know, no matter what you buy, no matter where you live, no matter where you travel, you cannot have a positive life when you have a negative mind. Your thoughts matter. Okay, Let me say this again. Your life will always move in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Last week, I asked a question. Are you excited about where your thoughts are taking you? I'm asking you again today. Think about it. Think about what you think about. If your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts, are you satisfied, blessed, excited by the direction your thought life is taking you? And this is what I want to talk about in the upcoming weeks. And I cannot overstress how important this is. Your life is moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. There's a battle. The marriage you have is the result of the thoughts you think. Your financial standing is often a result of your mindset about things. The joy or or lack of joy you have is based on what you think in your life. What you focused on, what you believe about you, and we're going to dive into this, okay? How are we going to build a foundation today, though? That's that's the question we're going to answer today. So what we talk about today is going to matter in the upcoming three weeks. So today, this is ground zero, and and this is the foundation. And I'm going to give you two very simple things that we're going to work on today. Then we're going to build on top of those in the next three weeks. So here's the first thing I want you to do as you're driving or, or just sitting around listening to this podcast. Identify the number one stronghold that's holding you back. What is a stronghold? Remember, it's a prisoner locked by deception. What is the lie? What is the deception? What is your enemy using to keep you from living the life that that God wants you to live? Maybe you just hear yourself talking. I'm never going to be good enough. My, My past is too bad. Or after all that I've done, God can never, ever use me. I can't trust anybody. I can't get close to anybody. After what they did to me, you can't trust anybody at all. I'm never going to be in a job that I love. I'm always going to be behind. I'm never going to have enough. All of my relationships, no matter how hard I try, they all fall apart. What is the number one lie or stronghold that's holding you back? What happens and why is this so important? Whenever we have a thought, our brain is literally redesigning itself around that thought. There's a changing chemical makeup of the brain. And every single thought creates a neurochemical change in our body. So if you think a positive thought, your body rewards you rewards you with a, a legal drug. It's a drug called dopamine. And some of you, you're going to be excited. You just heard the word dope, and that's not what I said. I said dopamine. It is a legal drug. It gives you a legal buzz, a, a quick hit, a thrill, okay? And you probably know that feeling. You hear some good news, and, 
and boom, the dopamine kicks in, okay? Something, someone that you like comments on your Instagram post and boom, you got some dopamine. Somebody says, ooh, you're looking good today. Bam, dopamine really kicks in, right? You know, my wife, Jen, she'll, she'll text me or call me or something to let me know she's thinking about me and it's boom, dopamine. It's that little chemical hit, that, that high, that thrill, and your brain is saying, I like that thought, let's think that again. And what happens is the more you think a thought, the more you're creating what scientists call neural pathways in your brain. Your brain creates a path, kind of like a if I walk across grass nonstop in the same place, I'm, I'm creating a path across the grass. Your thoughts, the more you think a thought, the easier it is to think that thought again. In fact, if you think a thought enough, that thought becomes a default thought in your brain. If you tell yourself you don't have enough over and over and over again, you create a pathway where it's easier to think that you're never going to have enough rather than believing that God is your source. You've created negative neural pathways. In order to change your thinking, we have to change the path that our thoughts travel on. For example, if I've got nothing but a negative path, I have to stop and say, wait, that thought is not helpful, not productive, and and not from God. Therefore, I'm capturing that thought and I'm choosing a different thought. I'm choosing to walk this way toward a, a different thought. I am creating a new pathway. Here's what happens. If you continue to travel on an unhealthy pathway, the path is clear and it's very easy to travel. If you choose to stay off of the unhealthy pathway over time, that grass starts to grow back up. And it's not as easy to travel and is not as peeling. And you create new pathways with new God-honoring thoughts. And suddenly the God truth becomes the default instead of the lie becoming the default. Okay, does that make sense to everyone? I hope it does. And what we're doing is we're creating God-honoring neural pathways in our brain. For example, if you have a frustrating day at work, okay, and you come home and, and there's chaos everywhere, and, and the kids are causing it, and you know what I'm talking about, they're just running around screaming and hollering, and, and you, you just know that feeling when you come in the door, right? And you just say, okay, I, I'm just going to yell at them. And every day when that happens, you yell. You're creating a pathway that says, when there's chaos, I yell. What we have to do is we have to capture that thought and say, that's not a healthy, God-honoring pathway. And then we change our thinking. It might be, hey, I'm going to stop and, and count to 10. Or in some of our cases, it might need, we need to count to 500 or something. I don't know. Whatever you need, okay? And you pray a prayer and, and you walk in and you hug your spouse and then you embrace your kids. And, and basically, you're creating a new pathway, Whenever your mind says, I don't feel good about myself, you, you sometimes our reaction is, hey, let's eat. Okay, there's a clear pathway between a bad feeling and the refrigerator. I don't feel good. Ice cream is the solution, right? Well, what you do is you capture that thought and say, no, I'm going to not travel that path. I'm going to choose a new path. And so you might go for a walk. Uh, or you might just get up and do some exercise. Or you might eat something good. You know, gosh forbid we do that. And then you feel better and you maybe you do your little walk and you get a little dopamine kick in, right? And then you're rewarded for doing 
the right thing. And the old pathway starts to grow over. It's not as easy to travel and it's not as appealing. And you've created a new and more healthy pathway. Your mind tells you, I'm going to blow it, right? I'm never good enough at this. I screw up everything. Nothing goes my way. That is not a God-honoring path. You say, I'm not going to travel down that anymore. I capture those thoughts. They are not healthy. They are not productive. They are not lifting my spirit. I'm choosing a different path. I believe my God is with me. I believe my God is for me. I believe that he is blessing me. I believe his spirit dwells within me. I believe that he hears my prayers and I, I believe that he will never leave me. He'll never forsake me. And you're creating new pathways. So how do we change our lives? We change our thinking away from the lies of the enemy and we reprogram them with the truth of God. What does scripture say about this? It's very, very clear. So clear, the application of God's truth is, and I shared a little bit about this last week. It comes from Romans 12 too. It says, do not conform to the pattern of this world. And I could say it this way. Don't conform to their pathways. Don't think like the world thinks. Don't live like the world lives, but instead be transformed, be changed. How are we transformed? By the renewing of your mind. You know, science would say you're you're rewiring your brain and God's word would say you're renewing your mind. So my assignment for you is this. Identify the one stronghold that's that's just holding you back. Just just one. You know, what's yours? And it's so important. You have to define it. And you think I'm not lovable. It's not worth it. It's too much effort. I'll never be good enough. I don't deserve anything good. I'm always going to be broke. I can never be close to God. I can never have a real and meaningful relationship. Whatever it is, okay, you got to name it. You cannot defeat what you cannot define. Give it a name. You know, this is a lie from the enemy that has kept me in prison, blah, 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 blah. Name it. Okay? And we're going to attack it. Identify that one stronghold. The second thing we're going to do is this. And I want you to name the truth that demolishes that stronghold. You know, What's the truth? We're not going to travel the old, unhealthy, unhelpful path. Instead, we're going to say, that is a lie. Here's the truth, and, and this is the path that I will follow. Identify the truth. There is a truth that will set you free. And I want to look at our text again, this, the whole text again. It comes again from 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Uh, this is the Apostle Paul, reminder. Okay, this is the guy who struggled with his mind. This is the guy who fought for health. This is the guy who never surrendered to lies, but he continued to press the truth. Here's what he said, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 5 again. For though we live in the world, we do not wage wars the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. You see, I love that word captive. It comes from a Greek word that literally means to arrest or to seize with a sword or a spear. It means to capture at sword point or with a spear. And what I love about this is when you think about what the Apostle Paul also wrote in Ephesians chapter 6, he he talked about the armor of God that we have to do battle against with with the forces of darkness, right? He gives us all this, 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 this armor to deal with. 
And, and every piece of armor is a defensive one except for one. You have the helmet is defensive. You have the breastplate of righteousness, which is defensive. You have the shield of faith, the belt of truth, the shoes prepared with the gospel, the readiness of peace. They're all defensive. But there's one that is an offensive weapon. And that is the sword of the spirit, which is the what? The word of God. What we do is we capture the lie with the sword of the spirit, with the truth of God. We declare that it's not from God. Therefore, I will not believe it. And this is what my God says, therefore I will embrace it. And we capture any wrong thought. I'm not going down this negative pathway. This does not lead to God's destination. I'm choosing a different road and I'm watching. That path is starting to grow over now and that's not appealing. Now it's not so easy. And the more I travel God's truth, the more I believe it. The more he renews my mind, the, the more he changes my thinking, the more I'm able to walk by faith and, and not by sight. The more his spirit guides me, the more his word directs me, the more his power empowers me to do what he called me to do. Your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. What comes into your mind comes out in your life. We capture the wrong thoughts. What is the number one thought that's held me hostage? You might be asking. The number one thought, man, it goes it goes back to my childhood. And I remember literally, you know, a little kid, I, I'm not good enough. I'm going to try harder and I'm not good enough and I've got to try harder and I'm not good enough. And and now decades later, it, it's it's matured, right? No matter what you do, you fail. If, if you give it all to the church, you fail at home. And if you give it at home, you fail at church. Whatever message, you know, I do, it's never quite good enough. You can't meet everybody's expectations. They want to meet and you can't meet with everybody. You, you let them down and, and you're nothing but a failure. You try and you try and you never have enough. The reason this lie is, is so powerful to me is because there's truth in it. The truth in it is this, that I am on my own, never enough. On my own, I don't have what it takes. On my own, I am not good enough. But the truth is, I am never on my own. My God is always with me. His spirit dwells within me. I have access to his living word, which is powerful and sharp. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells within me. And when I start to recognize this, I, I don't travel the wrong path. I'm on the right path. I have time to do everything God wants me to do. I have the resources to do everything he wants me to do. I have the power to do what he wants me to do. I have this truth dwelling within me. I have a spirit comforting, guiding, correcting, convicting, empowering me. I have everything I need to do, everything that God wants me to do, and that's the truth. It's from 2 Peter 1.3. God's divine power has given me everything I need to live a godly life. I have everything I need. The more I walk in this, the more God's pathway becomes clear. The easier it is to travel and the more his truth becomes the default. Satan tells me, you can't. Oh no, oh no, no. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Well, you never know. I have the spirit of God dwelling with me. I don't know what it might be for you. But you might say, I can't get it all done. I can never, whatever it might be. No, when I am weak, he makes me strong. Well, I'm not attracted. I'm, I'm just not good. No, 
I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Well, but but I, I'm just miserable and I'm always hurting. No, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Well, but, but I'm always going to be alone. No, he will never leave me. He will never forsake me. But I'm just a victim. I, I can't overcome. There's just too much. I'm always going to be addicted. No, I am an overcomer by the blood of the lamb and by the words of his testimony. I am not who the enemy says that I am. I am who my God says I am. Your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. What comes into your mind comes out in your life. You cannot have a positive life when you have a negative mind. So what do we do? Capture the lies. We capture them and we replace them with truth. What is the truth? Jesus said this in John 8, 32. He said, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Thanks again for joining us for another episode of Venture Podcast. I hope you'll join us next week as we continue our series called Mastermind. Change your thinking, change your life. Looking forward to speaking to you again next week. 